Oh wait, you weren't recording. This is why. This is why we have the claps. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're recording now. <laughs> okay. So, uh, I wanted to follow up with something I was talking about last episode, which was the Common App and、um, oh、the FAFSA. Have Have you Have you done that? I have not done the FAFSA yet. No. No. Okay. Uh. Well, I I, I listen. I've listened back to the episode a few times, and su- such that happens when you're listening back to your previous work is that you realize that you've done, you've said some things that you really want to change, and I can't change it, but I can like do a bit of a follow up with saying that co- the Common App and FAFSA isn't as bad as I said. It is still terrible. Don't get me wrong. It is still bad, but I did overstate it. Like like you don't need to put elementary school. You could. I think like. You could go that far, but you really didn't have to. I don't think I had an elementary option on Common App. At least I haven't done FAFSA yet. Yeah, well, stuffs happened, but、uh, but yeah, the election so, happened.、Uh, but <laughs> we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll we'll get to the election in a bit. But yeah, that was my bit of follow up. I overstated it, but it is still terrible. Uh, you gave us some homework last episode. Well, I did. I wanted you guys to watch Moneyball, and、mm-hmm. I think you did, right? Because I, I, I watched Moneyball, and yeah, I, I'm guessing you you've watched it in the past, so that should yeah, be I I didn't watch it after, but I had literally watched it two days before recording the first episode, so I think it's fresh enough in my mind. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's plenty, and also like you speak baseball, so I I, ha- I have notes in front of me about the ep- <laughs> about the movie. I pull.、Yeah. I have them pulled up too. Yeah. Yeah, but but um, but what ended up happening was so uh for the listeners, if you haven't listened to it or watched Moneyball or listened to the audio book, which we didn't do, we just watched the movie. Uh, you you don't need to. We will do our best to talk about the important things and uh, just just there will be spoilers. But that's not really a spoiler movie because it really happened. So yeah, it's not. Yeah, it really happened, and also like. So what? <laughs> Who cares? the The A's lost. Yay! Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. the spoiler. I just spoiled it. Yeah. Oh, so that so that's the big spoiler. There you go. For anyone who was thinking about changing, too bad. Uh, they lost. But so so what was the premise of the movie? Do you want to talk to us yeah, about that? I can, I can do it. Okay. So Moneyball is um, it's about so it's it's based on a book um about the general manager of the Oakland Athletics. Uh, baseball team.、Um, the A's are well; they're not poor. No, no baseball owner is poor, but they're cheap. They don't spend a lot of money on on players every year. And for the uninitiated, players cost a lot of money in baseball.、Um, like I think the highest paid one right now is、uh, Mike Trout for the Los Angeles Angels. He he gets like somewhere north of forty million dollars a year, which is Jesus just, Christ. That's that's a lot of money.、Uh, So you, if you want to have the absolute best players on your team, you're gonna need to spend a lot of money.、Um, so the premise of Moneyball is they've the A's have just put this really great team together with a couple star players. There's this one guy named、uh, Jason Giambi.、Uh, this is this pitcher named、uh, Jason Isringhausen. A lot of Jasons.、Um, and anyway,、uh, they are gonna lose a bunch of those players. Uh, after so they lose in the first round of the of the playoffs and now 
Brad Pitt, who plays the general manager, Billy Bean, has to figure out how to make a good team again, despite the fact that he's losing all of his best players because his owner refuses to let him pay for them. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's basically the premise of the movie. And the movie is about how he puts together a team that doesn't really, that, that is undervalued, but still capable of performing well. And what I mean by that, I think, is that um, at the time, so the movie is about, um, as you mentioned in your notes, um, it's about people who get on base. Um, there's this thing you can do called uh, getting walked, where instead of like hitting the ball and getting and getting a hit on the ball in play, you um, you, you just you just get to go to first for free. Um, and that was really undervalued back at around the time the movie takes place in because people, I mean, to people, hits were sexy, I guess is a way to put it. Yeah, it was, there There was some talk about how, like, so some of the guys that they were choosing, although they were very good skillfully, like some of them just threw the ball weird or some of them just didn't have a pretty face or that was criteria of why they wanted a guy was because they had a pretty face. Yeah, it's... It's a movie about basically challenging conceptions, and some of that is is statistics, and some of that is, um, like, uh, how how do I say this? Uh, some of it's just like the intangibles, I guess you would call it. Mm-hmm. Like like Thomas mentioned, like, oh, this guy has a pretty face. I <laughs> think there's this line where, hey, that guy he has an ugly girlfriend. He doesn't have confidence. He won't be a, he won't be a big league ball player. Yeah, the, the the that was one of the talks with, um, as they were talking about the possible uh, people to bring in. These were uh, the people who were based in tradition, uh, talking about how uh, they didn't want to bring a guy in because he had an ugly girlfriend, and an ugly girlfriend meant that they he didn't have confidence, like like you said. Which of course is just insane. Of yeah, course, it, it has nothing to do with baseball. But yeah, <laughs> um, so the 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 movie basically presents it as if brad pitt builds a i I can only call him brad pitt i can't call him by his actual name i I don't Um, what was it like billy bean billy bean yeah uh he the movie presents him as if he's building this team of really crappy players or at least people who are considered crappy who actually play way better than they're supposed to and they end up actually winning more games and then losing in the first round again yeah so um you might want to uh, talk about first round a bit more. Like, what what, right. what does first round mean? So, um, in the baseball playoffs, you make the playoffs, and then you have to play in this best of five round called the division series. Uh, and for two straight years, these Oakland A's made that division series and then lost three games out of five. So, when you lose those three games out of five, you're eliminated. You can't. You don't play anymore the the rest of the year. So it's it's kind of a big thing, I guess, that even though supposedly it, the movie presents it this way, even though supposedly he's great at building a regular season team, he does need the big name, big money stars to get past the hump um, in the playoffs. And this is something I disagree with immensely. <laughs> uh, and it's my biggest gripe with the movie. Um the Oakland A's did have big name, big money stars in both of those years, and they get zero mentions in the movie. Uh, they have this rotation that is mentioned zero times in the entire movie. The, their starting pitchers were the best in, in baseball that year. They were getting paid a lot of money. They were 
way better than everyone else and they get zero mentions. There are these awards in baseball called the the Cy Young Award and the MVP Award. Mm -hmm. The Cy Young Award goes to the best pitcher. The MVP Award generally goes to the best hitter. Sometimes it goes to the Cy Young. Sometimes it goes to a pitcher, but usually it goes to the best hitter. And the A's in the year that Moneyball takes place in had both of the winners of those awards. Oh, damn. And they get no mentions in the entire movie. I still think... I still think it's a good movie for introducing the casual baseball fan to the idea that walks and getting on base and stuff that isn't so obvious to the old style baseball guy is good and can make a winner, but it's deeply, deeply flawed. Yeah. Well, uh, coming from someone who doesn't know much about baseball at all, it was still a great film. I did genuinely enjoy it. And um, it, 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 I do think it does introduce... The idea of statistics in baseball and how these different things are more important than that, not knowing what the tradition behind baseball is, I'm able to understand the history of this and how it is nowadays, because what I'm getting introduced to in baseball nowadays is what it is nowadays, not that tradition. Right, yeah. I think that's why it's useful and that's why I recommended it. Um, I think it has definitely helped a lot of a lot of people like kind of understand where people who are fans of statistics are coming from, but I do think it has its problems, and I think the book is way, way better. Um, now, the book doesn't have the incredibly attractive Brad Pitt playing the main character, which... Absolutely smexy. You know, helps. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, yeah, it's definitely a more in-depth look. It goes over a lot of stuff that the movie just skips Mm -hmm. um but yeah i noticed you wrote in your notes that they don't talk about the actual statistics no they don't they talk about the story of what happened because of those statistics but it it's not a documentary in any way this is still a movie for people to watch and just enjoy as a movie with popcorn because it, it never talked about what the statistics they were looking at they only t- uh, talked about uh, like at this one scene where the guy who made the statistic or like who was like pioneering the statistical movement was talking to the the a bunch of old traditional guys being like it's about getting on base it's about walks it's about getting on base it's about walks and that's it 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 also talked about him making a computer program about it but 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 there was nothing about what that program was what it did what it was actually looking at, how these things were being, like, um, how this data was being collected and how it was processed. And that's, that's, it, it's not fair to assume that that's going to be presented in a movie about that, that's, that's meant to be just watched and enjoyed. So, oh well. But I feel like it is still a good introduction to get someone interested into watching a documentary about that type of stuff and then maybe doing like, their own research. Absolutely. I mean, if any of any of the listeners enjoyed watching the movie and want to get a more in-depth look at the statistics, I'd recommend picking up the book or listening to it because the book, because it's a book format, has a couple charts. It has a couple graphs. It's got some um, it's got more statistics directly written down than it's gotten. It gets interviews with actual people, which is nice. Now, keep in mind, some of the names have been changed. Um, the main like statistics help guy. What's his name in the movie? I don't even remember. As he, the guy, it's the guy. It's the, the guy played by Jonah Hill. Uh, 
that's not whatever his name is in the movie it's not his name (laughs) his name is paul de podesta and he never worked for any other baseball organization until he worked for the a's so the movie definitely changes some real life stuff but i think the book is a really good read if you want to kind of understand what's going on in the movie a little bit further Mm. yeah yeah the the guy jonah hill we'll just call him jonah hill fuck it yeah there you go uh jonah hill he was uh he was first working for another corporation and he stopped brad pitt from picking up a a guy and he's like oh i like him and then he ended up talking in like a parking lot and then got got his oh by the way that scene or like the entire movie as a whole the amount of money that they talk about in passing it's like Mm -hmm. oh like like it's so cheap. We can get him for like 300 grand. And I'm like, huh. that's cheap in baseball. That's real cheap in baseball. Yeah. But, 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 like, like I mentioned, 45 million is about how much per year the biggest guys make. Yeah. Three, 300 grand a year is a doctor, a good doctor. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like a decent doctor makes like a hundred something. But that that's like a cheap baseball player. And yeah. Jesus. Well, well, keep in mind, and I'm not saying I agree with this. I don't agree with a lot of uh, quote-unquote basic economic theories. But um, the idea is that there are more good doctors than there are bad Major League Baseball players. So it's a scarcity kind of thing. I mean, we don't. it's hard to think about it in this way, but a bad baseball player is better than... 99.9999999% of other baseball players in America or even in the world. Mm. You can run out literally the worst major league player in all of baseball and he will still be better. It'd be like if you were try- if you were to try to play against him, it would be like trying to play pickup basketball with Michael Jordan. It, it would just be <laughs> utter disaster. Well, I mean me trying to play a game of baseball with anyone would be another disaster. Seeing but, as I've, yeah. I've literally held a bat once in my life, and okay, I don't even think it was a baseball say, bat. <laughs> maybe I should say the average like high school baseball player. Maybe that's a better analogy, <laughs> or like a beer league baseball player, like like a forty-two year old in the middle of a midlife crisis who's like, "I'm gonna go go play baseball." I'm probably gonna be that guy. Yeah. So I think it's important to keep in mind that the idea of paying a crappy baseball player 300k is because there's like maybe 600 700 baseball players in the world who are that good so Mm -hmm. i think that's the idea meanwhile there's millions and millions of doctors in america who are that good who, who are good enough to get 300k a year so you know it's it's a supply versus demand thing there's always going to be demand for good baseball players I see. Yeah. And, and I, I guess, you know, economically, it does make sense. Like the the amount of money they charge for, you know, just being able to watch the show and all that, the advertisements, the, the merch, and it makes sense that they have a lot of money to play with. Oh, yeah. You have to be a billionaire, basically, to own a baseball team. Either that or be part of a group that buys it. That's how, that's how the movie ended. It, it was surprising to me that um jonah hill telling brad pitt at the end being like oh if you took this offer you would be the most paid uh gm in history and it was like 2.5 mil like at that point that was the like the ending of the movie the that was 
right before credits. And at that point, I was like, 2.5 mil? You want to spit in his face too? (laughs) Yeah, GMs get paid less than players. Though, Though Billy was a player, so he probably got paid a fair amount while he was in the big leagues. Yeah. Well, was it wasn't it the fact that he he was he seemed like a, a a star child and then he did poorly and then Jonah Hill was like, "Dude, you sucked from the beginning." Right. Well, that's why he ends up hiring Jonah Hill is because um he knew that he sucked and everyone liked him because he looked like a he was going to be a great ba- baseball player. He had all the intangibles and then mm-hmm. Jonah Hill looks at his stats from high school and he says, "Nah." <laughs> you sucked, bro. Yeah, they wanted to make him first baseman, and then uh, I'm guessing that's a very high thing. They made that seem like a high ranking. I think you mean first round draft pick. Sorry, first, first round baseman draft is pick. a position. And and they wanted him. And what Jonah Hill said that he would be ninth ninth round on the bench. Yeah, basically ninth rounders have like a very small chance of making the major leagues. Mm. So basically, he was saying I would have picked you for depth. You would have been like in the organization, but I don't think you ever would have saw a big league playing time, which as history shows, Billy Bean was not a particularly good baseball player. Yeah. So, you know, he's again, millions and millions and millions of times better than the average high schooler, but he just wasn't very good compared to everyone else. So, yeah. Oh, um, there was one thing about the fact that yeah, this like tradition versus technology type thing. I genuinely didn't see it coming because I don't really think when I'm watching movies, but I didn't see it coming that they were going to lose. I I genuinely had that thought of, oh, no. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You get more of that kind of story when it's based on real life. Yeah. Let's see. That was Moneyball takes place in 03, I want to say. So, yeah, the A's lost in the first round. Or no, it was 02. Yeah, the A's lost in the first round. And then the team that beat them lost in the next round. And then the team that beat them lost in the next round. So the A's were actually the ultimate losers that year. <laughs> they lost to the team that lost to the team that lost to the final winners. It was, it was a battle for last. Yep. <laughs> uh, and it's so interesting. Now, the now I do know what you mean by being surprised they lost. But there is kind of a moment in the movie where it is like a storybook triumphant win, right? Yeah, you know what I'm they, talking about? Yeah, they got to the 20, 20 wins in a row, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And and it, that was a history, historic record at that point. Yeah, it set a record. Uh, and Matt Damon hits a walk-off home run, which is very exciting. I love Matt Damon. Um, <laughs> I know his name. His name is Scott Hatterberg. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hatterberg that they were... He had to do like some drastic thing where he took the guy that he liked, or the, the coach liked, and then like shipped him off to and another. And yeah, traded him. Yeah. That's another that's another part that I'm not a huge fan of because they kind of pre- they kind of present the the manager Art Howe as a bit of a villain in the movie. He's not. He was not. It's not like that in the book. It wasn't like that in real life. It's just they legitimately had an all-star first baseman who the, who was starting over Hatterberg and so like why would you start a converted catcher over an all-star? Yeah, it it follow follow where the follow where the fun is. Right. Yeah. So there are, like I said, there are flaws, but I think it's a really good movie and it's really good at definitely getting people interested in that style of baseball and maybe just baseball in general. Mm-hmm. Election. Election. <laughs> oh, God. That may have been the longest week of my life. <laughs> Wasn't that last week? 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> it's still going. <laughs> the it is nightmare. still going. The missions, the nightmares, they're not over. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> first and foremost, I want to say, are you surprised by the results? No. No? Not at all? No, yeah, I didn't think Trump was going to win. I was actually surprised by how close it was. That's what you were surprised by. Okay. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. I and it wasn't even that close, if you look at it. I, I can pull up the map now. You go ahead and let us know what the electoral votes look like right now. If the votes hold, if Biden takes Arizona and Georgia, it's uh, 302 to 236. That's almost the same as 2016, but reversed, right? Yep. <laughs> well, what yep. was it, 2016? I don't remember i will look that up now yeah um i was surprised that it wasn't close that it, that it, that it was as close as it was yet it trump won 306 to 32 and 16 mm. so pretty close just four points in the other direction um yeah i was surprised i didn't think trump was gonna win florida no i didn't think he was gonna win uh, I didn't think he was going to win Ohio, and boy, was I wrong on that. <laughs> Let's see. Um, But I was pretty sure Biden was going to win most of the states he, he won. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Trump was going to win Georgia, actually, and now it looks like he's not going to. It looks like that's going to go to Biden. What about what about you? Were you were you surprised? Uh, I don't know enough. So when when I when the first what I thought was Biden was going to win. Uh, especially with so many more young voters happening but what 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 i thought was going to happen was that it would be much closer than it actually is really? i thought i thought it was going to be super close and that the biden would win by like a slim margin especially he after almost did. Af- after the the first day of elections on election night itself it definitely looked like trump was in the lead and it w- and biden would only be able to barely catch up and I thought Trump was going to win on election night. <laughs> I thought yeah. he was going to win big. I was I yeah. was afraid. <laughs> the, well, the the problem was with so what happened with election night is that a lot of people uh a lot of Republicans voted in person. Right. So that that's why the numbers were so big for him to begin with and I didn't think of that in in the meantime or like at the time, I didn't think of it, and then a little bit after, later in the day, I was like, "Oh, right, there's still there's still ballots coming in. There's mail-in ballots, but it, it it's just that I I'm not surprised by the results. I am, however, not. I am ever so slightly intrigued as to what Donald Trump is doing. Well, he's trying to to get the Supreme Court to win the election. It's not gonna work. It's not close enough for that. Like, Mm -hmm. okay, here's how I ended up thinking, like, okay, so election night, logically, I knew that votes were going to come in late. They've been beating that drum for the past two months, and I knew that it was going to be a red mirage and then a blue shift. Mm -hmm. My animal brain was still terrified election night. Um, Mm -hmm. So I thought at that point that Trump was going to win. And then when I woke up in the morning, I saw uh, Wisconsin and Michigan had both flipped Mm-hmm. So, at the so on the day after, so Wednesday, um, I thought Biden was going to win two seventy to two sixty eight. Mm-hmm. I thought he was going to win Arizona and Nevada, and I didn't think he was going to win Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Georgia. 
Yeah. Now it's looking like he may not even win Arizona. It's actually closer in Arizona now than it was in than it is in Georgia, which is shocking. Biden's taken a strong lead in Georgia. It looks like he's going to win Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um and Trump was pretty much always going to win North Carolina. Um but it's interesting cuz if it was 270-268, I'm guessing Trump's lawsuits would have been at least appealed up to the Supreme Court and I think the Supreme Court would have given him the election. Yeah, well, you know, especially with that that lady coming in ACB. Ma- making it, <laughs> making it so that you know, the Supreme Court is is the the highest of jobs that you can get in terms of the right. government. No nobody tells you what to do. And if 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 the majority of the seats majority seats were already Republican, you you yeah, end up Yeah, it was already 5-4. It was already 5-4, no, it's 6-4. Uh, six or sorry, yeah. Six, no, it's it, now it's six three because Ruth Bader oh. Ginsburg died, and so that's minus a. I see there Democrat, are only nine seats. A, at a Republican. Um, although it's kind of interesting. Um, it's looking like this six three conservative majority on the Supreme Court is not going to kill Obamacare. No, which is shocking because you know six to three. But here I have. I read a story on it this morning. Um, so there's a lawsuit headed to the Supreme Court right now about that, mm-hmm. um, about Obamacare, as usual. They they love to do that. Um, and Who's suing it looks, uh, it's just it's like a Republican state somewhere suing the federal government. Okay. Um, basically, it's I think it's um, both Brett Kavanaugh and John Roberts are both saying that they will uphold Obamacare. And all of the liberals are saying they'll uphold Obamacare. So that's already five to four. And Amy Coney Barrett is undecided. Mm. So it could be six to three. It could be five to four. Either way, it looks like Obamacare will survive. Yeah. So that's just an interesting thing, which has made me doubt my original conception that the Supreme Court was going to no doubt give the election to Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Good old Dumpf. Drumpf. Donald Drumpf. Was Drumpf or Dumpf? It's Drumpf. Drumpf. I- Personally, I don't think that's very funny anymore. I used to think it was funny, but it's like the same way I see people like on the internet, like when they write Trump, they they don't capitalize the T, but they capitalize the R. So it's like T-Rump, which, haha, but I, I don't think it's funny. I haven't seen that once. Huh. Count yourself lucky. It's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> well, well, what part of the internet? We go on different parts of the internet. My my internet usage is pretty is pretty limited. I go to YouTube, I, I listen know. to podcasts, and that's yeah. it. I don't know. I have Reddit and just scroll Reddit, and I see it there, and I see it oddly enough on the the comments in the New York Times opinion section. Do you think I'll give a concession speech, to Trump? Oh God, no. <laughs> yeah. Do you, Do you think even like right before, like even after the electoral votes are in, and he's definitely lost, and I all think... of his lawsuits have been turned down by the Supreme Court? I think they're gonna have to drag him out. Either that, or he's just gonna stay at in Florida at Mar-a-Lago and just, just never go back to the White House. One of the two. Like he reminds me of myself when I was, I think I was like nine. Uh, I moved <laughs> up. I moved up from uh, from Southern California, Los Angeles, to uh, Northern California. I'm not gonna say our city name. I'm not gonna dox us. Um, and. When we moved, when it came time to leave our old house, I literally sat on the floor, said, I'm not going, and sat there. 
Mm-hmm. And I sat there for an hour, and my mom finally got me to move by bribing me with three Lego sets. Ooh. Like, I cost her, like, 150 bucks, maybe yeah, Lego, more. Lego sets are... I've never owned a Lego set just because of how expensive it was. It was always, like, one of those, like, build blocks one where it was the knockoff version. Oh, the knockoff. I lived in the Philippines, so... I'm a bit of a co- I'm a bit of a collector. Mm. Yeah, I, I China was around the corner as much as I didn't as much as I didn't like them. They were just they were like north slightly. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit of a collector. I've got some rarer sets, but uh, yeah, he, that's what he reminds me of. Though he reminds me of someone who's just gonna plop their butt down and say no, <laughs> and he's gonna refuse to leave. And listen, he is. I has no right to stay. He lost. His lawsuits are bunk. Everyone agrees that except for, you know, half of America who supports him. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and that statement. Yeah. Um, even Fox News is turning on him. Can you believe that? <laughs> well, well, isn't there a relationship like a love-hate thing or like a hate-hate nope. thing? No, or it's just it, love, love. Really? Isn't it like Trump is going against his thing, so Trump will like start going forward on it, and then they'll be like, Trump is doing this thing, which is great, but he's not doing this thing, and then he'll like do that? No, it was always more like Fox News was always like, oh, Trump is a god emperor, and, and Trump watched them, and sometimes they would say, Trump should do blank, and then he would do blank. <laughs> he likes cable news. <laughs> uh, and that actually brings me to an interesting idea. Apparently... Mm-hmm. Apparent now this is hearsay i don't know i don't know if this is i don't know if this comes from reputable sources at all people think that this like claims of election fraud is all just a setup so that when he leaves office he can set up his own news network i've heard of that too i've heard which absolutely horrifies me that that's that's something i wanted to ask you about was what do you think trump will do afterwards because He's I not the president know. anymore. He, I'm he's, afraid. He's a wealthy businessman who has more than enough money to start another business as a businessman, like a bigger bigger businessman, you know? And I've heard about the, the news site thing about from my coworker who is a hardcore Republican. Like that that's a story for another day about how she on election or a few days after election day when I talked to her and she was literally blasting Republican news on her cell phone for all and like harassing her customers. Mm. Doesn't seem like a good business model. No. In liberal California. Yeah. Well, you'll be surprised who comes into Subway. Uh, oh, I know. <laughs> You've told me the story. The him starting a news, his own news thing or uh, this is probably just a complete joke, but uh, buying out Fox, which I don't think he has that yeah, much he money. Have that much money. He has a lot of money. He doesn't have that much money. Trump actually isn't even that rich. He's filed for bankruptcy a few times, but you know, oh, quite a few times. He he's actually not that rich. He's a pretty terrible businessman. He's a good marketer. That's really it. How do you make a fucking casino fail? <laughs> <laughs> like. Casino, they're literal, they're literal, their their description, what they do for their job is they take money. <laughs> like, it's I'm... not like, they're not, okay, so, so like, stick with me here. Uh-huh. Okay, the, the value, value is produced, right? Yes. By a service or a good. Mm-hmm. You're, when you go to a casino, you're not exchanging your money for goods or services. 
You're just exchanging your money for the hope of possibly getting more money. Well, you you could I mean, call it some, a service. I mean, sometimes to it's sometimes it's services, like when you're paying a waiter or whatever. But how do you make a casino fail? I'm telling you, man, too many five dollar mimosas, or maybe Trump just like had a bit too much fun for himself. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Too many I, he, hookers. Too, too many, many hookers. hookers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what he's gonna do. Honestly, if he starts a news network, this country just may be screwed. Um, okay, so here's how. Here's what I think would happen on a news network. So Fox is. Uh, listen, I'm I'm a leftist. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, as is pretty evident between the both of us in this conversation. I'm not even just like a liberal though. I'm a leftist, leftist. So I think pretty much all of the cable news corporations are are bad and dumb and liberal um but like at least generally cnn and msnbc tell the truth i i am afraid to imagine a tnn a trump news network (laughs) where it's every show is just a different trump (laughs) that terrifies me because people will watch that and they will believe everything that they say on that that that's the thing. Like if he, if he does that, the the like even with Fox News and and some other news sites, they're the whole point of having a news site is that they're allowed to report whatever they want. Right. And it's up to them to like fact check and up to other news sources to be like, no, that's wrong, right? In the, that whole debate. But uh, so many people support him that, you know, he's not required to fact check. Nope. Hell, he was he president say whatever and he, he wants. He was president and he wasn't fact checked, you know? Yep. <laughs> And he can, he, if he has a news network, he can say whatever he wants. And uh, even even with my coworker, who is my baseline of Trump supporter, uh, <laughs> e- e- even she was like, "Yeah, I, I would, I would still consider him to be my president if that were to happen." Which is hilarious because her one of the main things that I've heard people talk about as to why they support Trump. First and foremost, it's their wallet. They think he's a great businessman and they're going to give him a lot of money. And uh, he's going to he give them won't. a lot of money. He won't, though. <laughs> well, that that's one reason that they're giving. Capital exists to exploit laborers and will never pay them more than their value. <laughs> uh, but there, there's another thing where they're saying that Trump is their president and therefore they will support him which is a bit backwards because because if someone else becomes the president and, and like it's it's entirely based on tribalism they're saying that trump is the president for the, you know trump is the president so they should support the president and and it isn't even a i want trump it's a i i, I want the republican president and how do, how do it's i a, form it's a cult. this it's a cult yeah. it, it is based cult. around cults it's a cult of personality it's the, the tribalism, the factions. More, how many people do you see putting, if they support a particular candidate, how many other candidates do you see where people will do anything more than putting a yard sign and a bumper sticker? Not a lot. Not even hardcore Biden. Uh, sorry, I no. have never, even Obama, who was the most popular president for, for liberals in, in American history, you just don't see that. But you see what you see for Trump supporters, you see people carrying around flags, wearing shirts, wearing the hats, freaking everywhere. Um, yelling the moment they walk into a yelling, store. Um, telling 
people who vaguely don't look white to go back to their country. Um, Which is another thing. I uh, <laughs> Masks have been a real funny, funny way of getting people's racism to show up. Right. Uh, they were like, uh, "Oh, hello, person who sounds white. Oh, you you showed a bit of your mask, for, and and I can see you are not. Therefore, you deserve none of my respect." Oh, racism or, in or America! You, you, you spoke three words in Spanish to the Spanish lady. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! You know, do people know that that most people who you see in in everyday society who aren't white? probably are american they they probably don't have a country to go back to <laughs> this 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 is the country bro you, you're the ones who kind of like walked in over here you know the phrase okay boomer yeah anytime someone tells you to go back to your country you just say okay imperialist <laughs> okay european scum Why don't my you go back? my country is your country now imperialist oh there's this this uh like uh giga racist in the tv show community it's obvious it's a, co- a comedic show and oh, yeah, my mom was watching that yeah and the, the, there's one he's he's an old guy and his father like he he's already portrayed as the racist in the group and then his father is like giga racist even t- and and i i want to memorize some of the stuff he uses because he, he's like there's this white lady and then she was trying to defend her friends because in the in the show uh, most of them aren't white and that he was like oh oh your nose is a load along. You're probably Scandinavian, are you? Scandinavian and Irish mix. How how <laughs> how inbred. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm Irish. I'm I'm Irish Italian. Although I don't look Italian. I'm not swarthy. We have we we have a friend who's like a swarthy Italian, and he makes fun of me for calling myself Italian all the time because I don't look Italian at all. But I think it's just because I'm more Irish than I am Italian, so I'm pale and have red all over my face (laughs) swarthy i love that word i love that word so much it's such a great word uh speaking about different like cultures uh might as well put this in here are there any other languages that you particularly like or other cultures oh man um okay i grew up in la or at least Mm -hmm. i spent my formative years there and i still spend a lot of time there i Mm -hmm. Honestly, don't know if I've met a more kind, accepting culture in group than Latinos in LA. Mm. I'm not Latino. I don't speak Spanish. I don't have anything to do with that. But there's just a sense of belonging that you get when you spend time around that culture. Like, I go to a lot of Dodger games when that's on, and Dodger games have a huge Latino fan base. And I, I just feel like. I don't know. It's a it's a culture that I love to just immerse myself in and be around with other mm-hmm. LA with LA natives who are Hispanic. It's just I don't know. They're so they're so lovely and and calming and inviting, and the food is so good, <laughs> and the artwork is incredibly beautiful. So I really love um I really love California Latino culture. I guess mm-hmm. although I don't speak Spanish at all. No. Do do you like the Spanish language? Oh, I love it. It's very pretty. Yeah, you've you uh have learned French part of high school. Yes, it, I did. Is there a reason why you chose French over Spanish? Also pretty. Ah, uh, just prettier? Just a little prettier? A little bit prettier. I 
love language. I know that's a weird thing to say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I love language. I had to write an essay on poetry, uh, like a couple weeks ago for school, and mm-hmm. it was Shakespeare, and I literally did a fist pump. I'm like, yes, Shakespeare. I can do Shakespeare. <laughs> I can analyze the scansion. Do your scansion. I did. I wrote an essay about scansion, and it was great. If if you know Shakespeare and you don't know what scansion is, that goes to show you how, how nerdy this is. Yeah, we're kind of <laughs> nerdy. Well, but me, not so much. I don't, I don't like Shakespeare. I don't like the way he talks. I don't like the, the musicality of the words. Like it's, I love that. It, it's like a, a genre of music that I don't like, you know? It's yeah, as, I get that. Yeah. So, so you know, I, I love spoken word. Hell, we're doing a podcast right now. Spoken word you know? is awesome. I love spoken word. I love doing speeches. That's the I literally write my essays by speaking, recording it, and then writing down whatever the f*** I said. <laughs> that That is an actual tactic I implore. Anyone out That's there. That's awesome. Who, okay, so there's a TED Talk that I, I, I watched a little while ago, but I recently found it again. It was about how you think, and a majority of people think with uh, sight. A lesser amount think with uh, hearing, and then an even smaller amount think with feelings. And it, everyone's some mixture of this. But uh, it's usually, you know, how people are left-handed, right-handed. You could be one of those. I'll link to the TED Talk in the show notes. But I found out through that that I really, th- I think a lot, str- uh, a lot more with hearing and it started to make a lot more sense. And so after you've watched that uh, TED Talk and you follow her instructions and you find out, hey, I really like uh, speaking or I really like uh, sounds, I highly, highly recommend the next time you have an essay, write down some bullet points about the essay and just go off. Just record yourself. Just start speaking whatever's in your mind, especially if you're the type of person with like ADD or, you know, sorry. I I, <laughs> I I know that you don't like a lot of people don't actually have it and I'm sorry for making a joke about it but if you're that type of person who has a lot of thoughts running in your head and uh you you go on a lot of tangents just speak and speak and speak and speak and next thing you know it you have like a solid two and a half hour recording and then listen to yourself and write down what what actually makes sense <laughs> like practice your typing learning how to touch type and learning how to touch type quick is important uh, it's a valuable skill, but it's you could play. A lot of players will allow you to play your voice back slowly and do that. Just just play it back at the speed that you can type at. And if you start to go on a tangent, remove it. Or if you want to just keep typing, just keep typing it out and then read it afterwards. But yeah, uh, try it. Try it. Edit what you say. Maybe even read it out loud. And then you know, if you're that type of person who thinks reading your stuff out loud makes it easier to understand, try. Just just watch the TED Talk. <laughs> yeah, that's very interesting. I think I haven't watched it, but I'm guessing I'd be a feelings and or hearing listen, thinker because I don't think I can't see things in my mind. I have no mind's eye. I can't picture things at all. Yeah, you, you have that thing. Uh, What's it called? I don't remember what it's called. I've never even bothered looking it up. It's just something that I've. Aphantasia. That's what. Yeah, called. there you go. I don't. Yeah, I think I have that because I I just can't imagine things like visually. I mean, that's it sounds... a tangent though. That's from my ADHD, which I also have. And yeah, I mean, it's not a joke to say that ADD and ADHD sufferers have thoughts flitting through their heads all the time because we do. That's like part of you know, part, yeah, part of the the, the job. I guess the disorder. Yeah, 
So, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I'll, I'll have to check that out. You'll have to send me that. Uh, we'll do, we'll do. You don't have to find ways to work around the school system. Teachers and students alike all really want to reform the school system. Like, you hear it time and time again. And find your own we way. We never do it. We never do it. <laughs> we never because, do it. Because no one has enough power to do it. <laughs> this You're is as- why the workers need to own the means of production. <laughs> what? 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 Huh? <clears throat> I didn't. I didn't say anything remotely political outside of the Overton window of the United States of America. <clears throat> uh, what? This, this isn't the political episode. It's just about the election, and and now we're talking about no mind's eye Thoughts. and and cultures. Yeah. I like the Spanish language. Spanish language is very nice. It's very nice. Oh, one thing about the Spanish language. So I personally don't really like the uh, the Latinx uh, Spanish way of speaking. It, it's it's a bit too close to home, if that makes sense. I think so. Yeah. Because because well, because Filipino has like millions of dialects, right? There's so many dialects of your language. There are a lot of dialects. Some of them have become become languages in that of themselves. But yes, there are a lot, hundreds to thousands, just in the little island or in the many islets. But, right. So, I mean, I have to understand why like a, a certain kind of dialect of a language might like hit you close to home, I guess. Yeah. But but yeah, the, the Mexican or uh, sorry, the Latinx uh, Spanish way of speaking is a, a lot closer to home about like it's very, very similar to the Filipino, and even the tone of it is very similar. And like with with some of our friends, I love I love our friends, and I love like sometimes I even speak Spanish to them. Whenever I speak Spanish, and it it very clearly I you know a lot of language teachers want you to get the tone right, and I can very easily fake a, a Mex- uh, you know a Latinx Spanish tone by using my Filipino one, and. Yeah. Like it is, it is eerily similar to the point where many of them would just consider it to be fact. And that's interesting. And, and you know what ends up happening is that it, it's too close to home to the point where I, if I tried to learn Spanish in that way, it wouldn't feel like I'm learning another language. And would just feel like you're learning new ways to say your current language. Yeah, and also it would mix too much in my head, which is something that happened in my first year of learning uh, Spanish. Not only was the teacher not very good. But my my major because the teacher wasn't very good at that time. I learned Spanish through mainly speaking through our friends, and many of them are Latinx. So, uh, yeah, I like Allah. And when I visited the Philippines afterwards, I found that I was using Spanish words rather than Filipino ones. Or, uh, or I don't the have that problem. <laughs> when yes. you only know one language, you don't have that problem. <laughs> Pogger, so you don't get your languages mixed up. Only learn one. <laughs> I do want to talk about that after you're done, but continue. Yeah. But yeah, so I, but I really like Spanish in the Spain way, uh, the the way the Spanish talk about it. Our friend from Spain, uh, my second year of learning Spanish, uh, my teacher was uh, learned Spanish in Spain. So the way he spoke was that of the uh, Spanish, and uh, our friend speaks that way too, and. Uh, I find that a lot more beautiful, and I, I like the way they their tone is, and it's a it's disconnected enough that I'm able to feel like I'm learning another thing, and I don't get them mixed up. But it's still similar enough to Filipino that I can cheat. <laughs> I can because because a lot of so the the way the words are structured are is completely different, but so the individual words a lot of them are the same or very very similar, 
right? Like, yeah. uh, so, so I'm able to cheat. <laughs> yeah, it's not really cheating, but it's it's e- it's similar enough that it makes it easy for me to understand and to pick it up and make me not feel like crap. But I, I do really like that way of speaking Spanish. That's very interesting. Um, yeah, so I want to talk about, I mentioned earlier, uh, it was kind of a joke that when you only know one language, you don't have to worry about mixing up languages. But I do want to talk about that for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're basically the opposite when it comes to language stuff, because you know, like a million languages and I can speak English in like beginner level French. Um, <laughs> I have a really bad head for languages. Mm-hmm. And it might be the ADHD. In fact, I'm guessing it is the ADHD. Mm-hmm. I just can't think. Of, even like I know that like thinking in another language is like the ultimate end game of learning another language. Mm-hmm. But I have to go word by word anytime I try to do something in another language. Mm-hmm. Like, even in French, which, I mean, I spent three years learning French. <laughs> That's a long time. Yeah. Um, I still can barely speak it, and I can barely understand it when someone speaks it at a speed faster than maybe the way I would speak it. I just have never been able to keep a language in my head. And that's weird because I'm good at memorizing stuff. It's not like I'm a bad memorizer. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of my best qualities. It's on all of my college apps that I'm really good at memorizing random trivia and random uh, and not not so random lines from plays that i have to perform in um yeah i don't know i like we did we performed together in a uh a production of the diary of van frank mm-hmm. that's a really long play with a lot of dialogue for every character yeah i memorized it on a plane the whole thing on a plane <laughs> like humble brag here whole thing on a plane yo boy <laughs> where you can't speak in aloud without obno- without being incredibly obnoxious to all the other passengers so you just wear sound sound uh sorry you just wear noise canceling headphones and then you ignore all of them <laughs> you just ignore all of them you, you just go uh, you just speak right out loud or 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 right you hog the bathroom Oh my god, you monster. <laughs> you monster. Hey, hey, hey. I'm not as diligent as you to actually do work on an airplane, all right? I'm not I'm normally not either. I'm not normally either. That was like the first time in like years that I've actually done work on an airplane. Normally I tell myself, Oh, I'm gonna do my math homework on the flight and then I don't <laughs> I've definitely I, I pull out my Nintendo Switch and I just play Mario for the whole I flight. Have- I have brought work onto every plane, uh, onto every flight I've been on. I have done work on a plane zero times. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I've definitely been there. Yeah. But yeah. What I actually think is, so I'm I'm not that bad at memorizing either. I'm definitely good at it. To you know, but I feel like so you've never spoken a second language before. So thinking in another language is very difficult for you to imagine. It's impossible for me to comprehend. Yeah, it's like it's like telling a guy to like trying to uh, what's that thing where you're describing colors to a blind guy. Yeah. So, and and I've I've seen people with Filipino specifically have this problem where they they know Filipino to the point where they're translating the words individually very very quickly, but they don't think in the language. They're not able to just 
go off in that language where it's natural it's it's they have to translate it to their native very very quickly and mm-hmm. i think memorization might actually like hinder this where you think to yourself i have to know these words and i have to know the words in english rather than i need to know that this word is this emotion and this object like in your head it isn't it isn't uh lapith is pencil it's la- it's lapith is pencil it you know this doesn't work in a podcast where you can hear <laughs> i'm trying to describe sight on a podcast yeah but it's it's like saying that the word in Sp- spanish for pencil is isn't that pencil itself it's the it's the english word for pencil you're putting those two together rather than putting it to the actual object hmm that's interesting because i when it comes to spanish again it is close enough that i'm actually able to even at a rudimentary level to flip my mind and what ends up happening in my head is one of two things i either cheat by using filipino words which ends up horribly actually <laughs> most times it ends up where I just said something either completely different or just completely wrong. Or what ends up happening is I just don't know what to say. I don't try to say it. I try to use other words to get around it. Yeah, which, I've done that a lot too. Yeah, But it so, never works because I'm stupid. But it, it, It's trying to keep in mind... Yeah, the, like you don't know what it's like to switch to another language. And a lot of people who speak multiple languages natively aren't really able to recognize it. Especially if they mix the languages a lot. So. Yeah, for me, I just try and, like, if I don't know a word, I just try and, like, figure. I remember doing a lot when I would be taking a French test. I would try and I would see a word and not know how to say it. So I would, like, I would think about translating it into English. And then I would think of, like, two or three French words that, when put together, would mean the same thing as the English thing. Yeah. And then I would put that, and sometimes I would get credit. Usually I wouldn't because they were looking for a specific vocab word. But that's what always was crazy to me is that I was really bad with vocab, and I've never been bad at vocab. Mm. I think it, I don't know, maybe if I like read French books, I'd be good at it because that's, I love reading in English. That's how I, I was a pretty advanced reader and writer at a young age. Mm-hmm. Not anymore, no, I, I think I'm just around average now, but um, at a young age, I was way more advanced than most of my classmates, and I put it all down to reading books all the time. Yeah, well, you know, when you're younger, they're like, oh, you read like a 12th grader, now you're a 12th grader, so now you read like everyone else. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Well, no, I read more than everyone else because everyone else just uses SparkNotes. Hey, I use Audible. <laughs> I, again, I, I really like sound. I, I think in sound, so. Are you are you guys reading Catch-22? No, we're reading... Um, uh, my grandmother asked asked me to... to uh, my grandmother asked me to tell you she's sorry. If you haven't read Catch-22, get that audiobook, and that can be our homework for this week, because you should read Catch-22. I'm not done with it yet, because I'm reading it on pretty much schedule, but I'll finish it in the next two weeks and we can talk about it if you're willing to do it because oh it's so good i have less time than you think I, i'm yeah that's a fair point to two different books and i edit and do work and have class that's a fair point okay forget that then yeah a, a whole other book maybe another time but not right now maybe another time what was i saying mm, i don't know huh one hand the show uh it has been an hour now yeah all right bye
All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs>